Welcome to This Week in Rauk Beer, the world's most important, long-running, and awarded show dedicated to smoked beer. I'm John Hall, and welcome to a special edition of This Week in Rauk Beer. It's our annual show leading into Memorial Day weekend here in the U.S. as we celebrate Camp Rauk Beer. You're about to hear a live audience recording done about three weeks ago at Barrique Brewing and Blending in Nashville, Tennessee, with some very special brewers. But first, please go visit allaboutbeer.com for original articles, reviews, news, insights, and podcasts. You can listen to shows like Drink Beer, Think Beer, Beer Travelers, Brewer to Brewer, and the All About Beer podcast simply by searching All About Beer wherever you listen to shows. This show and all of the work we do is supported by you. Please go visit patreon.com slash allaboutbeer to help keep the content fresh. A few bucks goes a long way to fund writers, photographers, creators, and editors. There's even a pro tier available for professional breweries, and we value your support. And if you'd like to learn more about advertising on this show or any of our other shows, please email info at allaboutbeer.com. Don't forget, go check out the merch page on allaboutbeer.com for your official This Week in Rauk Beer gear. Items ship out the same day they're received, usually, so place your order today. During the recent Craft Brewers Conference in Nashville, the unofficial headquarters was Barrique Brewing and Blending. Every night of the conference, they had a style night that brought in brewers from around the country to pour West Coast IPAs or Pilsners or mixed fermentation ales. The best night? was Tuesday when they hosted a Rauk beer night where some of the very best smoke beer makers in the country poured their arrows and lagers. It was delightful, and we used it as an opportunity to hope Camp Rauk beer, our celebration of drinking smoked beers outdoors. We fired up the mobile equipment and amid the barrels, admittedly also after a few rounds of Graditsky, we recorded this special episode. Hagen and Bill couldn't make it, so I was joined by Spencer Longhurst. He's sitting in the co-host chair, and he's the head brewer of Barrique. He's also been a guest on this program before. Three cheers to him, by the way. Spencer had literally been discharged from the hospital about 90 minutes before we went on the air. His dedication to smoke beer is unrivaled. We roped in Jack Handler of Jack's Abbey to be a guest. He really had little idea what he was in for. And after we began, I called out for and then asked Christopher Johnson of Green Bench Brewing in Florida to sit in as well. The show is chaotic and insightful. It's filled with Rauk beer goodness and a lot of fun. And my thanks to everyone involved and for everyone sitting in the audience, especially Will Gomez, who is listening in. Get ready. This is Camp Rauk beer to kick off summer 2023. Welcome, everybody, to Camp Rauk beer. Woo! This is This Week in Rauk beer, the world's most important long-running and most awarded show dedicated to smoke beer. I'm John Hall. I'm Spencer Longhurst. And our guest today is... I am Jack Hemler from Jack's Abbey Craft Loggers. And we are at Barrique Brewing and Blending here in Nashville, Tennessee for a special edition of the show, Camp Rauk Beer during the Craft Brewers Conference. Welcome, everybody. Uh, my favorite part of this is the bad business decision that Barik made to do a night of just Rauk beer. Because, so Spencer, it started during Craft Brewers Conference with lagers. Yep. And you, you gotta get closer. And it was like tens of thousands of people who came here. 
This is by far the slowest day we've had. Right. The next night was West Coast IPA. Twenties of thousands of people showed up. I think every CBC badge holder Here we was are, here. night three for Camp Rauk Beer, and it is tens of people. There are that have dozens up. of people here. Let the record show there's one person actively listening to us right now, and it's Will Gomez from Yeah, Ruben, Will. <laughs> who, of course, everybody knows, and Logan Ackerley is here, and Augie Carton is here, and Chris Johnson is here. Andy Crouch is somewhere in the room. All of the, all of the dedicated, the Jersey contingent is in the back of the room. Hey, Chris Johnson, you want to come sit in? Yeah. <laughs> this, is, it, uh, this is actually happening where Chris Johnson's going to show up. Hey, Chris, could you on that mixer just, all right, Andy's got it. Andy's got it. You're locked in now, Chris. <laughs> He's committed. Uh, so, so, like, how long is this going to take? Uh, I don't know. We're, like, 20 minutes. This All is right. not a real show. Okay. All right. Um, Jack. Jack, thank you for your help, by the way. Oh, recently. on what? What did you guys do? Well, I called you uh, because I was having a pectinatus infection on postcard pills, and your lab helped me out a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm not ashamed. Well, it's nice to put a face to the call there. Um, yeah. Uh, and Jeremy was able to help you out with that. Totally. It's been awesome. So just want to thank you officially. No problem. Anytime. You just try and get Jack, your video numbers wh up? Why is Ralph beer the best beer? <laughs> I mean, we're drinking it. I mean, obviously it's the best beer. But, you know, I think part of it is just the experience of getting to drink it when you're in Bomberg. And that's where I fell in love with it. And trying to bring that back. It is the most bizarre thing at midnight in Bomberg with like 20 year olds outside in the streets drinking smoke beer and it's a cool thing to do. Um, I'm not sure that's happening in the US anytime soon, but uh, you know, I, I enjoy it when I see it. Did, when you put out Smoke and Dagger, did you think that you'd be recreating that in Framingham? That you would just have 20 somethings in the streets of your town drinking smoked beer? Was that the hope? Was that the goal? Was that the... Yeah, I mean, anything I could do to bring smoke beer back. So, like, I, I don't really think of it as a smoke beer because, you know, it is 10%, 15% smoke malt, but it's not what I think about when I think about smoke beer. So I think it's one of those beers where, even though smoke is in the name, um, it's not offensive to people. It, it, the flavor profiles mesh enough that anyone who likes a dark beer can enjoy that beer. Um, but... It, yeah, I'm not sure what we thought when we when we made that beer, other than we're still surprised that 12 years later it's the one beer in our lineup that has the same recipe and we've been brewing nonstop. And the sales have never increased in 12 no, years. No, I was going to say, the six people who buy that beer would be really upset if you changed the recipe. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. We're probably going to brew like 1,000 barrels of Smoke and Dagger, which is like more than you would think for a beer that we don't market, we don't advertise, and just sort of does its thing. So, Why don't you advertise that beer? Because, again, Where's as you said, Rob there's Day? only six people that will drink it. So, you know, there's not a lot of, if we're going to try to get to a broader audience, I'm not sure that's, uh, that's the beer. Fire in the Ham, on the other hand, is one of those beers. Maybe it has a has a future that we can market. All right, I want to hear about that in a second. But Spencer, you, you often have route beers on tap here. How do you market those to the drinkers? Um, we put them on Instagram 
and then everyone comes and drinks them. You're no help at all. Chris Johnson, how do you, you're so upset that I called you in on this right now. You can leave at any time. If you see another brewer, you can tag out at any time to another brewer after you answer this question. How, how have you best successfully marketed Rauk beer to the greater consumer in Tampa St. Pete? Um, well, we don't market it at all. Okay. What we so, do oh, is- the old Hendler plan. Here's what yeah. we do, here's what we do. <laughs> we put like five of them on, and so it feels like they have to drink it because they're like, there's so many. And then <laughs> next thing you know, they're all drinking it because they feel at that point obligated, especially when they come back for the next one. They're like, yeah, that smoked beer is what we say. Like, that's dope, right? And they're like, oh yeah, um, we, got, we got three more. And they're like, oh, all right, I, I guess I'll do that. And like, that's how we- And that's how it works? That's how it naturally, organically That's organic evolves. marketing. Into, uh, into, into having more smoke beer on tap than anyone would have either guessed or assumed would possibly work. That's amazing. All right, you want to tap out? Do you have another question? No. I'm not done with my beer, so I'm good for now. All right, you're good for a minute. Um, all right, so smoke and dagger, you said, is like 13% of your grist? For no, not ABV. But oh like, man, I thought it, he was talking about that as well. Wouldn't that I was be like, fun? you're doing a thousand barrels of a 13% smoke beer. That would blow my mind. Yeah, it's like a it's like a hundred barrels a month, except in the summer. No one buys it in the summer. Uh, it's a bit of a problem. We keep it in the beer hall, but that's it. But yeah, it's about 10-15% smoke malt. All right. How much how much smoke malt are you going through in, in your standard recipes? Well, it depends on the style. Yeah. Um, so if it's like Hellas. We do 100% smoked malt. If it's, say, like a, like a smoked dunkel, um, it's usually somewhere in like the 80 to 90% smoked malt range. And then if it's Martzen, it's like in the high 60% range. Um, just to make sure that we're able to get any other specialty grain in there, like yeah. Munich malts or, you know, any other, uh, you know, carafas or whatever. Um, but for the most part, if we're doing, we, we, we go on the, as literally as high as we possibly can for smoked malt every time we're doing it. My, my basic concept is if I'm gonna make a smoked beer, I'm just gonna make a smoked beer. There's no, like I'm not, I'm either gonna do it or I'm not gonna do it at all. And the idea that I'm gonna turn somebody onto smoked beer by doing only a little bit of smoked beer seems like taking two steps forward and like one back. Whereas I'm like, no, I'd, I'd rather, look, it's already the most divisive style of beer on the planet. Uh, you're going to love it or you're going to hate it. I'm not going to fight you over it. I'm just going to make it. I'm going to make it hard. I'm going to make it fast. And then I'm going to, and you're going to like it or you're not going to like it. If you don't like it, that's fine. I'm going to make like four more. And that's kind of my philosophy. Like, it's okay. You don't have to like it, but it, well, why am I trying to cater to someone who doesn't like it? I'm just going to make it for the people that do like it. Yeah, and I, this I, is the I, room that likes it. But yeah, uh, go, yeah. I, I agree with that. Because not only that, when you do it like half smoke, the people who like smoke beer don't want the half smoke beer. So you're, no one's happy. Yeah, if you're going to put smoke malt in it, put some smoke malt in it, because people that don't like smoke malt aren't going to order it. Where do you fall on yours? Uh, we're, we've done anywhere from like 10% to 100. Okay. Depending on the beer and the base style, yeah. Chris, anytime you want to jump out, Will Gomez can jump in. <laughs> you just tag him in, that's fine. He's still got a sip left. I'm just saying, it's, it's, it's up to him now. John's um, like, come in, now get out. No, I'm just like, just, 
where should the exploration of beer styles and Ralk malts go? Spencer? Not IPA. No? In my opinion. Okay. Um, well, expand upon this. It's not helpful with just three-word answers, man. Like, I know... You're still hooked up Come to on. an IV. I got out of the I'm hospital so like five hours ago, I man. know. <laughs> That's literally true. He got oh, I know. Checked. I can I see, know. like, You're the bandages on his arm. And, like, yeah. There is a nurse outside that is angry waiting to check him back in for this. He's had more beer than I have, I think, too, since we've gotten here. I haven't picked up much chair. We're going to get his health insurance canceled. We can't do that. All right. So IPA. What, not IPA. Where would you like to see the exploration of Ralph Malko? In beer, and then I'm um, gonna ask you the same question. I, I think I care a little bit less about exploration, other than more of it available, like more of just the classic versions of smoked beers available. I'm okay with people like, you know, having their spins on things. I mean, obviously, I, I think probably the the smoked beer that I was first introduced to, for example, ever was a, was kind of like a smoked porter. Yeah. Right. So maybe English style beers with more smoked character. Obviously, that exists. But maybe that's something that I would like to see more of. But I, I think that's probably more, I say that only because I think I, I probably just want to see more English beer. And I think that's probably why I'm even saying that, not because it's anything revolutionary. Um, as far as smoked beer goes, I just like to see more smoked beer in general. Yeah. So, but I would say, yeah, German beers, English beers, primarily as like the forefront of, you know, the exploration, which is, I guess, We've already explored it. We just need to make more of it. Yeah. Where would you like to see it go, Jack? Yeah, I, I, I'm sort of in the same boat where I would just like to see a little bit more acceptance of the smoked beer. I'm not sure we need more styles of it. I think in general, like for our beer, we, we brew a smoked beer that has 90% smoked malt. I'm not sure how traditional that even is. So maybe like over-the-top smoky is sort of, sort of fun. Um, but, you know, just anyone being able to get a smoked beer. I'm not sure how many breweries at any given time have a smoked beer on tap. It can't be a lot. Why have you stuck with Smoke and Dagger? I mean, I'm making a joke about the six people, but I feel like, I know you started with it and it was early on, but is it is it now just a passion project? People love that beer, and the, there's not a lot of people that drink it, but there's enough that we can keep it fresh, we can keep it consistent, and we can keep it in distribution. It probably doesn't make it too far out of Massachusetts, maybe New York, um, so there's certain markets that are more accepting of it. In fact, I believe New Jersey might be our biggest market for smoked beer, of course which it is, is bizarre. Uh, big ups to New Jersey. <laughs> As if on cue. Um, Chris, I was wondering if we'd even be able to see him in the crowd when you said that. And he's like, I mean, it It just parts. It was unbelievable. Soggy yeah, you knew it was coming. Like it was Soggy carton, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Spencer, when you think about food pairings and Ralph beer, where does your mind go? Um... Yeah, I, go, I gotta go to the opposite. Everyone thinks that smoked beer goes with barbecue, like in the South, but I disagree. Um, I think of like heartier, heartier dishes, like pot pies or stews or something like that. Uh, usually beef or pork dishes, red meat. Yeah. Uh, a lot of gravy. Where does it fall for you? 
Sorry, the, I, I missed the question the, there. The, the food pairings and route beer. Yeah, I, that's a good question. I mean, I, I like smoke beer with everything, so I'm probably the odd man out here. But, uh, you know, the problem with smoke beer for me is if you're drinking a lot of it, particularly with food, you start losing the smoke real, real quickly. And so, like, it just tastes like the underlying beer. So whatever the underlying beer style is, is whatever that pairs well with is probably going to be what you want to be uh, eating with it. I see you're nodding along, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I agree with the overall sentiment that one of the beauties about smoked beer to me and the drink, I think there's, I think there's really high drinkability and quality smoked beer. And that's because the first beer, the, especially the first half of that beer, is going to be relatively smoky, right? That's going to be a pretty strong character. But by the end of that pint, especially into the second one or third one, the smoke really fades and it becomes like sort of a ba background nuance. And really what you taste is the quality of the, the base style. But if I was going to pair it with anything, number one, cheese goes with everything. So any kind of cheeses, you can play around with smoked beer for. But yeah. I typically pair every beer that I make with a Bodega Cuban. Just Cuban sandwich. There, there is a... What's interesting about this room right now, and I was making the jokes about everybody's coming out for lagers, everybody's coming out for West Coast. This is a hard style to love. And did all three of you love your first route beer? Did all three of you just, did it click or does it take a little convincing on the palate? I, and how do we convince people? I, I, I might be an anomaly, but yeah, I've, I've loved it since the first, first one I've had. I've always been into like smoky scotches and whiskey and stuff. So it was like a natural, I was like, oh, this is delicious. Yeah. How, how do I get more of this? Was that, was that the same with you? Yeah, absolutely. First, first smell, I thought it was amazing. And I'm sort of surprised it doesn't get more people enjoying it, because like, everyone loves barbecue. I don't know why they don't like what the smell of smoke beer is. It's really I see Chris odd. agreeing with you, yeah. You know, I, I just love the, the character of that smoked wood. And you know, anytime we have a fire or anything like that, just, I, I just love that smell and aroma. What about you? First route beer, just in love, or did it take some time? I don't remember my first route beer, first of yeah. all. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't tell you when that was or what it was. And I think, like most beers, I don't like all of them that I have. You know, I'm not a fan of every beer that I drink, and I'm not a fan of every route beer I've ever had. Um, but I think, you know, when you find the quality, when you find what sort of works for you, then you're like, holy shit, this is awesome. Um, for me, the, there, there were a few formative beers for sure. But I think, like, it was a conversation that I had. I had, actually, I think it might be, I'm not sure if it's on here or not. Wiseacre, I think they have one on, right? Yeah, Wiseacre uh, yeah, out so, of Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah which is where house. I'm from is Memphis, right? And, yeah. like, I went home to visit my parents and see my mom, my grandfather, and everything. And, like, went to, went to Wiseacre, and there was a smoked Hellas on, but I think it was this one. And I was talking to Davin, and I was like, bro, this is so good. Like, how much, what's the percentage? Like, 100%. And I was like fucking love you man and then it was just that was it i was like i'm making smoke beer when i like literally the next day like i felt like i ordered the grain i was like i'm making smoke beer forever now because it was something that i always loved but i didn't have often enough to miss you know like i, I didn't miss it because i didn't think about it much and then i had his and i was like i miss smoke beer now that i've had it i miss it and i want it home and i want to make it all the time and that was like the catalyst and um yeah i mean i think ultimately 
people love barbecue, right? Like people love smoke shit. Like people love smoke shit. Sure. They just, you know, it's a divisive thing and a product that they're not used to. And I think that's the big difference. It's just familiarity. It's just the fact that it doesn't exist enough that people aren't familiar with it in their beverages. If it was around more, if people were more familiar with it, it wouldn't be as divisive. Spencer, when you started reaching out to everybody for this Camp Route Beer event here at Brick Brewing and Blending, Nashville, Tennessee, at one point you reached out to me and you're like, everybody's sending a Graditsky. I think, I think there's six or seven Graditskys up there. Uh, you guys make Graditskys. Yes. Yeah. Do you, Chris, do you? Yep. All right. It's called Smoke Wheat Every Day. Smoke Wheat. Holy shit. Meat dog. <laughs> he said wheat. <laughs> do you make a Gradisky, uh, Jack? We do not. All no. right, so you're out of this one for a minute. Um, can Gradisky be a gateway beer for smoke aficionados? Spencer? Yeah, why not? Uh, it, it's got a lot more going There's on. There's no just serious questions balls. on this show. These are all cupcakes. <laughs> this is just yeah. It's it's got a ton going on other than smoke ball. It's it's quite hoppy. It's got a really hard water profile. It's got some yeast yeast character. I think I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Jack, why don't you make a Graditsky? I don't really know too much about the style to be honest, but I think as far as your question, like, can that be the gateway beer? I think the part of the problem with um, maybe smoke beer is some of the underlying styles, like particularly like Schlankerla, they're dark, they're strong, they're malty. They're not necessarily beers that people drink anyway. Um, you know, Dunkel is not the best selling beer you're ever gonna brew. Um, but I think maybe a Hellas or, or Pilsner, I don't you know, Pilsner may be too happy, but uh, lighter styles of beer in general that has smoke character may be a better way to introduce people to smoke beer. All right. What's the future of Gradisky, Chris? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, dude, I don't fucking know, man. I have no idea. I think, look, gr I... You were so ready to leave four minutes ago. This is just, yeah. Grodzitski, Grodzitski's a... Grodzitski's a really cool style because, for, for a few reasons, and I think this is why people dig it. Number one, it's, it's low alcohol, generally speaking, right? Right. So it's, it's not something you feel like a massive commitment to. So when you buy it, you're like, I can drink it. If I don't like it, I'm still going to get another one. Like, it's not, it's not going to be my one-and-done beer. Number two, generally speaking, it's very dry. It's, it has some bitterness to it. Um, usually you know, very carbonated. Usually very spritzy and carbonated, exactly. So it's got, like, a lot of bubbles. It has, like, qualities of drinkability to it that we find in a lot of other styles. Um, but it's smoked wheat. And so it has like a little bit more body. The head retention is usually really attractive uh, because of all that wheat malt. And again, you can you can drink a, like one of them, and if you don't like it, you're gonna just buy something else because it's a four percent beer or yeah. less. So you're, you're the commitment's down. Um, so I think the future of Grazitsky. I think that's the reason why people make so many Grazitskis. It's because they're like, well, they're not gonna turn it down. They're they're not gonna stop drinking beer if they have this one. You know, they're gonna drink this. And then they're going to want to drink something else, even if they hate it. And so it's not easy, 
but it's definitely a, it's it's not as difficult to talk the customer into giving it a shot than say like a seven and a half or six and a half percent Martzen that I just drank, right? Like smoked Martzen, to your point, Jack, like Martzen isn't necessarily the most drinkable beer in the world. Neither is Dunkel, honestly. Neither is Porter. And if it wasn't Neither smoked, is... I don't know if I'd drink it. Yeah, right. Unless it's smoked, I'm not even fucking with it. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that's uh, you taking a very drinkable thing, yeah. putting smoke to it, say, give it a shot. It's not as difficult of, a, of an ask. Okay. What is a Rauch beer that is not from Schreinkele and not one that you make that you would encourage everybody to go out and drink, Jack Henwick? Well, if you're in if you're in Bomberg, uh, Special is uh, sort of that. It's in between a Hellas and and the Schlankula uh, Merton style. I, I really enjoy that one. Um, I don't think there's too many others actually available in Bomberg at this point. But, no, uh, not too many. Um, it's all hazy IPA. I, yeah. I, I, I'm going to be really sad the next time I go there and there is a hazy idea because it's going to happen. I'm going to send years. you pictures in September when I'm there of just nothing but hazy IPA. Uh, what about for you, Spencer? What's the not one you make, not Schwankerle, that everybody should go seek out? Uh, the Don't, one pick I, Don't pick mine. Don't pick mine. Is there another year-round uh, smoke I'm, beer I'm that I'm you really excited even... about this one that we have in here, too, and it's a favorite is the Live Oak Grotzitzki. Damn it. Yeah, all right. That was actually the one I was. Was that the one that you were going to say? I was going to say live on Krasinski. That's the same thing. Since this is a special edition of this week in Rauk beer, talking about camp Rauk beer. I'm going to say the Barik Krasinski. The look at you pandering. This is great. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to have to get me one so I can try this now. Chris Johnson, where is the best place in the great outdoors to enjoy a Rauk beer? Uh, my beer garden in St. Petersburg, Florida. <laughs> Shameless. Yes. Spencer, where's the, where's the great where's the best place to drink rout beer in the great outdoors? Uh, Vancouver Island, British Columbia, in the redwood forest with the Pacific Ocean in front of you. It's beautiful. Jack Handler. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a great question, John. Thanks for asking. <laughs> This is not a real show. Right this here is with not you, John a Hall. Real show. Right here with you, John Hall. This is the best place to do it. Right here with you. Yeah. At Barik right. Brewing and Blending, on May. Right, right here at Barik, next to the porta potties, drinking <laughs> rout beer, standing online. No, where, no. Where would you want to drink? If you could go anywhere and drink rout beer outside. Where would you want to drink rout beer? I mean, I would drink it anywhere. It doesn't really matter. I'm happy to drink it by the porta potty at Perfect. the back of back of the brewery. <laughs> Guys, thanks for doing this. Uh, Spencer, thank you thanks for, for putting me. this together. And, uh, you, you are you're an inspiration to us all, showing us what an actual Rauk Beer Festival looks like so that none of us lose money. Uh, going forward down the line. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah you you fell much. so none of us would walk. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> no, really, thank you for having us here. Chris, thanks for just answering the call and showing up. And Jack, you literally came here to do this. So thank you for that. And uh, Hey, everybody, three cheers for Bart Watson. Yeah, Brent.
He'll be up next with the numbers. You have been listening to a special edition of This Week in Rauk Beer. This is the Camp Rauk Beer coming to you from Breek Brewing in Blending in Nashville, Tennessee. Chris Johnson, Spencer Longhurst, Jack Hendler, thanks so much for sitting in. Hey, may all of your malts be dried over an open flame. <laughs> Good night, everybody. My thanks to the folks at Barik Brewing and Blending for hosting such a cool event, not only on that Tuesday night, but all of the nights. Also, thanks to Jack, to Christopher, and of course, Spencer. And don't forget, we have Camp Rauk Beer mugs for sale on allaboutbeer.com slash merch, along with some other This Week in Rauk Beer items. Questions, comments, concerns, you can email me. It's John Hall at allaboutbeer.com. It's J-O-H-N-H-O-L-L, by the way. Or you can follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hall. A reminder, go visit allaboutbeer.com. There you can check out the podcast page, the aforementioned merch page, and read great new content as well as the archives going back to 1979. Don't forget, you can follow All About Beer on social media at All About Beer. And if you're interested in supporting journalism in the beer space, please email us at info at allaboutbeer.com or help us out with just a few bucks by going to patreon.com slash allaboutbeer. All About Beer has a podcast channel now. Search and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Still, This Beer has new episodes every Monday, and the BYO Nano podcast comes out on the 15th of every month. Don't forget, join the This Week in Rauk Beer Facebook group. It's easy to search, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TWRaukBeer. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, for your telegrams of support, and your willingness to indulge as we head into Memorial Day. 2023. For now, stay safe, look out for one another, and drink that smoke if you got it. Good night.